Wide Receivers Week of Rankings Month on Run Up the Score rolls on on this beautiful Thursday. We have our top 20 wide receivers. No plumb picks, no deep sleepers. This is the straight baller zone. So find out who we had at our number one wide receiver and who we've got possibly challenging for the throne. Let's get into it. Let's talk some trash and let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott. Hello. And Tom. Hey, everybody. You didn't see that coming, did you? Welcome to Full of Surprises today. Hello. That's actually a very good preview, Scott, because uh, we are still reveling in your rankings of wide receivers. Uh, We've got our top 20 today. No plum picks, no segments to speak of. Just like I said, just it's a straight baller zone only. Was that a Seinfeld reference? Oh yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. A subconscious one. Yes. Yeah. All right, so gentlemen, our twenty-one through forty receivers are out there in the public. If you haven't listened to that, you should probably go listen to that first. Uh, those are where our Tuesday guys. Now we got our Thursday. It guys. ruins the sanctity of the countdown. Yeah. If just you don't that much start closer to the weekend. And make the climb yeah. up to one. And we did it differently last year. Like last year, we started at number one because we were like, oh, we'll get it out of the way when we talk about like our number one guys. And it was like, then we went five minutes on you know, it was every to, number one guy. Just <laughs> yeah. way harder to manage the time yeah. that way. Uh, so yeah. go check out 21 through 40. We got a lot of deep sleepers in there that you guys are going to need to have your eyes on. But right now, we're going to kind of differentiate between just how high you should be looking to draft certain players, certain studs, certain guys that you've probably built championship teams around in the past so uh, yeah i'm ready to get into it if you guys wide are. receiver is so open too you yeah. know so i feel like everyone from wide like, open you could say from 10 yeah from 10 to 20 those guys could be yeah. league winning guys that we have ranked in there that other guys might not we're high on some guys that other yeah. other ranking sites really aren't as high on and, and we'll get into them as we go and uh every pick has the potential to be a league winner for sure especially when you're taking a wide receiver because like there's such a um discrepancy and such a fluctuation between years that could happen with wide receivers. We saw it last year with guys like A.J. Green. Mike Evans. Just, Mike Evans, exactly. Yep. Uh, Jordy Nelson, even. Um, Bless their hearts. But, and on the other side of the coin, like guys like Robbie Anderson, who yeah. got on absolute heaters out of nowhere. So yeah. they're, they're really important. Absolutely. And uh, T.O. and Randy Moss going into the Hall of Fame uh, later in July. By the way, did you guys so see that? So I'm hoping that, for a big uh, wide receiver year. You guys cover? see that T.O. ran... A four four forty at forty years old, like two or three days ago. Forty four years old. Forty four years old. Yeah. Seventy fours. Four forty forty at forty four years old. Insane. That's pretty cool. Fours. If you were an and then if, after he did it, Madden, right? I yeah. think so. Yeah. After he did that, he went and got the four for four deal at Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that was good. Thank you. If you were a team, would you sign him? Would you give him a shot? No, but I am wondering <laughs> about the Madden curse, you know? Yeah. Because is he gonna? Is something weird gonna happen? Oh to him? no! Is that, he gonna tweak if, an ankle on Dancing with the Stars? If he gets into like a car accident or something this year, I'm not wishing that yeah. by any stretch of the imagination. But that would be like, wow! Is the Madden curse real? Like, yeah. Seriously, it's not. <laughs> that this is really putting it to the test. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's get into our countdown because we've got a another controversial wide receiver at number twenty. I'm ready to. Uh, go it's Josh Gordon. Yeah. Uh, Tom, you have him 17. I have him 19. Scott, you have him 24. Yeah. When he came back, he did not miss a step. He looks like he is sculpted out of marble. 
Oh yeah. Right now in these off season pictures on it's Instagram. Because he's it's had insane. just so much time to work out he's throughout so his life. Jacked. You know, he's yeah. just been building muscle. And Martavis Bryant had moment. that same kind of thing when he came back last year too. Yeah. So I get it. But I'm I'm thinking like full systems go for Josh Gordon. He's got Tyrod Taylor. He's gonna have Baker Mayfield at some point. I think his prospects like we've got him in the wide receiver two range. Don't forget he was wide receiver numero uno. Just a few years ago, before the whole weed <laughs> thing had to happen, you a lot know, of unexpected uh, things coming my yeah. way. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, so guys, what do you guys make of Josh Gordon we this year? The, uh, we should have a Stephen A. drop where he goes, "Stay off the weed." Yeah, exactly. That's well. What hopefully, Gordon. nobody gets busted for it, so that we don't even we well, wouldn't even need to use that. Hopefully, it becomes drop. Uh, legalized. Well, yeah. yeah, for Josh's sake, for yeah, sure, that'd be awesome for, his for him. Sake, of course, I think the reason. Reason that I didn't rank him higher than 24 is because I like Jarvis and I like the other parts of that team. So I don't think he's gonna get this like insane, like no doubt number one target share. Okay, I think it's gonna be split pretty like not evenly, but or you know close to evenly between him and Jarvis. I think Corey Coleman is still gonna get a lot of work too. Someone who we didn't really talk about at all, but um, you know that, that that's why I have him ranked a little lower. If those guys weren't there, though, you know, if it was just like another if year was, where Josh Gordon was with like yeah. the other crap of the Browns, like he was in the past, I think I would have rated him a lot higher. Crap of the Browns, nice job. Yeah, you like that, <laughs> of course. Uh, Tom, anything else to add on Josh Gordon? Definitely. Um, it's gonna be <laughs> <laughs> buckle up. Well, I'm glad you asked, Don. No, I mean, it's definitely something to talk about with him. Uh, you, you mentioned that he was the number one wide receiver in yeah. fantasy before, which is, you know, a huge deal. But uh, I mentioned this in the last episode where I said, Alshon Jeffrey doesn't get very many yards, right? So I want to do a little comparison of like, let's say um, Alshon Jeffrey last year, 789 yards, nine touchdowns. Right. Don't you think that's it within the realm of possibility for Josh Gordon? Of course. No question. He goes 200 yards, 200 plus under 1,000 yards, and doesn't even make it to the double-digit touchdown thing. And I don't think you'd be disappointed in him, and I think that would land him in squarely this ranking mm -hmm. or even higher. Right. So in my opinion, I think where he's at right now, I think – He's a dangerous, dangerous hype guy. It could yeah. get insanely high. But where it he's at right now, high. I still think he's he's reasonably priced. Agreed. And I think I'd prefer to have him over Alshon Jeffrey because of the yardage upside. I, I think see. that he actually has the potential to be a double-digit touchdown guy, and I think that he has the potential to be a 1,000-yard receiver. So I, on potential alone and what I imagine a floor would be with 16 games of this guy in a team that passes a lot, I think he's... It's insane to say that Josh Gordon is safe because yeah, we know he's not. He's the least. We just safe. had to talk about Martavis Bryant last episode about his, his suspension his issues. Actual statistical production, I would imagine, being safe as long as he can behave. Yes. Yeah. Behavior I agree with not you. safe. As long as he's on the field, he's going to turn in a WR two season. Yeah. I gotta agree. All right, let's move on. We're going to stay in the Midwest. We're going to Chicago. Allen Robinson. He's he's post ACL recovery club. Uh, so we know that Scott loves him for that reason. Oh, yeah. Uh, Scott, you actually have him at 17. Tom, you have him 16. I have him 25th. Um, baked into that is an issue of, you know, how is he going to respond? Not only is he going to have to respond to tearing his ACL, and it was an early injury. Like, he tore it week one. Right. So, you know, if you're just processing it, he's probably going to be full participant in workouts either late July or definitely by August. Yeah. Um, but he is still playing with a new team. And he's playing with a new team with a young, inexperienced quarterback. And he's a deep guy. 
Yeah. And sometimes young, inexperienced quarterbacks have tough times getting that bond with a deep guy, especially what? when they've been working with some of these other guys like Trubisky has uh, over the past couple of years. What I like about him is that he's a 50-50 guy, though. Is yeah. So, And that's something Trubisky didn't have last year at all. And as long as he's able to get that lift that he was able to, because he was just skying over guys when he was with Bortles, he's going to be able to, you know, if he has that catch radius as wide as it was when he was with the Jags, it doesn't really matter who's throwing to yeah. him. He was just awesome. I think the the offense that he's in now is going to be more inventive for him than if he just stayed on the Jags where they just ran the ball all the time or right. ended up in a situation like that. He actually improves his situation really well. And right. you know, you guys know I'm in on the Bears this year. I think they're you know a big comeback candidate this year, so I'm in on him too. Yeah, I like that you mentioned that he was a big play guy. He's a a big average depth of target. Right, he's not like yep. a screen guy. He's going yeah, it was like down 17, 18 yards in his heyday. <laughs> he actually did have seventeen yards there you go. Yeah, for uh, an average in his heyday. Crazy. I think we are a little bit removed from that, but also, yeah, I'm basically parroting you guys. I think you guys nailed it. I like him as a red zone yeah. threat. I mean, yeah. they need it and they'll get it with him. Right, and he's still young too. You know, he's, he's still right. got a lot of season for dynasty yeah. prospects. If you think he can recover from that uh, ACL, then I think this is the lowest he's going to be for a while if everything goes as planned. I do have one more thing to add because everybody's making a big deal about Matt Nagy. Scott, especially this is, I think, part of what's baked into your Bears hype this year. Absolutely. Matt Nagy never had a guy like Allen Robinson in Chicago. So I'm interested to see what his offense looks like with that alpha receiver, that 6'5", you know, deep threat right. stud. Me too. Because Matt Nagy's, like I said, he's never had a toy to play with like Allen Robinson. I think so. the pieces are coming together for that offense Absolutely. really well. And that only means that you're not going to be able to give bracket type of coverage or double team uh, Allen Robinson. You know, he's yeah. going to have more freedom and that's great for him. Yeah. And a sleeper to keep your eyes on in that wide receiver court is uh, Anthony Miller. Yeah, he's, oh, been, yeah. he's yep. puff piece season. He's gonna, He's been a star so far. Yep. He'll be their possession guy. Uh, from... It's funny that you mention a, a an offense developing into its own because the next guy played for an offense that developed into its own. And Tom, it's funny that you brought up Alshon Jeffrey when we were talking about Josh Gordon because our number eighteen wide receiver is Alshon Jeffrey. I think for the same reasons that Josh Gordon's inside the top twenty, you know, <laughs> yeah. Alshon Jeffrey's situation, although it's comparable to Josh Gordon, it didn't change. You know, it's still the same from last year. It's just as fine with Nick Foles as it is with Carson Wentz, in my opinion. I think that obviously you're you're a little upgraded with Carson Wentz, but even if he doesn't start the season, uh, you're going to be fine. He's in, like we said, he's in a great offense where he has red zone opportunity, he has deep play opportunity, he has those 50-50 balls opportunity. You know, he just has. All of that stuff. Last year, he had a, a busted shoulder, too. So this year, 100%. The sky's the limit for him. Absolutely. He's uh, he's post-shoulder surgery. He had it in the offseason. Like Scott said, played through all of it. And this was a guy who, you know, pro- I probably would have been on my Mr. Glass All-Star team. This is one of Tom's you boys, know, but <laughs> and, and he played his way into, what was it, four years, $54 million well, an extension last year? Like, he, the Eagles know how important he is to that offense. And so... Like, if he's going to sign that contract and he's going to play the way he did and dedicate his body the way he did, they're going to reward him with a lot of quality targets this Yeah, year. I think he's just happier to be on that team rather than the Bears, which is a funny thing. I mean, yeah. obviously, I would be too, but um, he had he a lot have of— not to play with Jake Cutler anymore. He had a lot hey. of, like, hamstring, soft issue, like— 
injuries right. for a long time. And I think maybe he could have battled through them, but it just wasn't like inspiring to be on that team. Yeah. So it's cool to see that he does have that inside of him and that he will try to battle through that. So he's going to do his best out there for you, and uh, that's all you can ask for in my book. I do love this guy. I do have him at 18 myself yep. Yep. and Josh Gordon Scott, at 17. Scott, you do too as well. So I don't want to make it sound like I hate Alshon by saying I like Josh Gordon. They're right, right. next to each other. For yeah. Me. Mm-hmm. And I think either one would be a great floor, like we said. Uh, but I think Alshon is a little bit safer. Awesome because, WR2. Yeah. Either one. All right, Scotty. It's time. The stage is mine. Number 17. <laughs> I, I Tom has him 21. I have him 20. Scott has him number 13. 13. Man, catch Marvin Jones. Yeah. Junior. I don't. I mean, I don't see why not. I don't see why he's not a, a WR1. He was last year. He did right. it last year. And what's awesome for me is he got the touchdowns. You know, he didn't have this fluky kind of yardage season or this fluky kind of reception season. He got the touchdowns, and obviously that's the gold standard. I think he's set for another 10 this year, only building on the relationship with Stafford. I love that offense and the fact that they're just going to throw, throw, throw. And, you know, it's just lining up for him to have another really big season. Yeah. Um, It really is. And it's like everybody, you know, of course, Kenny Galladay, uh, they called him Baby Tron last year when the Lions drafted him. Turns out they had a baby Tron all along. They yeah. just didn't know. Yeah. And it was Marvin Jones. Um, and he finally you know, got the chance last year once yeah. Bolden leaves. You know, they lose those eight and touchdowns. And Bolden. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and they go basically right to Marvin Jones. Yeah. I don't really see that changing this year. And, you know, if you're getting a rock-solid receiver who come, who's coming off a 10-touchdown season in the fifth, yeah. sixth round. Yeah, exactly. Since win. And, and I wanted to bring that up because... And the Ebron targets are vacated. Yeah. Not that he capitalized on the targets, but he did receive them. But they were them. there. <laughs> and, and he especially received them in the red zone because they just kept trying to make him a thing, and God bless him for trying, but, you know, <laughs> they didn't work. Um, but I really love... I, I love the point of, you know, Marvin Jones, he's going to just be... He gets just such a good quality target. And know? he's yes. not... He doesn't cost you 13th overall yeah that uh, was sorry that was what i was going at value like, right on his ADP day, right now like we're higher on him than really any fantasy site that i've looked at since we started researching these rankings but he's also someone that you know we've been picking for years, years to, yeah true with right a lot of success yeah, yeah we, we yeah we really liked him ever since he got to the lines that situation is just so good for him with tate there he doesn't get those you know catch it make a make somebody miss try and get a first down type of target he gets those quality targets those touchdowns those deep ones those ones that you really want as a as a fantasy guy with all those throws in that offense the sideline yeah Yeah. you know with all this i don't know i just think that (laughs) you got we got to give him more love yeah well great start good because it's coming all season long yep Um, get on the hype train now yes i've got the tutty buddy stack on my dynasty team. Love oh, it. Love You're going to have some fun with that this year. Jets week this one. This year oh, and probably for I'm going to be rooting years. against my favorite team just hard week one. <laughs> As the always. The pains of a fantasy football player. <laughs> the pains of a Jets fan. Well, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, it's good to have a backup, though, when well, you're a Jets fan. Right, yeah. Scott? <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> fantasy team uh, is the backup. Number 16, my boy from last year. Hooked on Adam Thielen. Um. Scott, you have him lower than Tom and I do. I think it's because you're much higher on Stephon Diggs than we are, or maybe there's some... Yes, I also am not as big on Kirk Cousins being Adam Thielen's quarterback. I don't Hmm. think that... Kirk Cousins has never really just been someone to just feed two receivers like Keenum was. And I get that the offense is going to be structured differently, but... You know he has he's had Crowder and he's used Crowder, but I don't know. I, there's just something there that I don't think Keenum and and Thielen 
are going to be the connection. I think it's going to be Diggs going deep down the field as opposed to Thielen over the middle. But um, that's why I have him a little lower. But I still yeah. have him as a you know a mid level WR two. Which yeah, you've got Thielen at twenty. I think that's where he'll settle. You know, last year he kind of burst onto the scene, and I think that's that's probably where he'll settle. In. Last year he it took him forever to score. Yeah, like I was he just was going to say he was giving you wide receiver two numbers without scoring a touchdown until the, they had to travel across an ocean just to find this guy in the <laughs> no, end zone. They just had to play the Browns. It well, just so happened they went to London to do that. I, yeah, I was going to say that was what I chose to omit from that. <laughs> but I mean, like. I think his touchdowns are going to be a little bit more spread out this year. I think he's going to have actually more touchdowns this year. He may not have as many catches, but you know his yards per catch was fantastic last year. Like he was ripping off forty yarders, thirty yarders, whatever he wanted, basically. Yeah. Um. And and you know that contested catch rate, it's going to be important for Diggs, and it's going to be important for him because for sure, if you're able to go up and make catches like that, that's a quick way to earn your new quarterback's trust. And yes, Kirk Cousins never has fed two receivers, but. Quite frankly, I don't think he's ever had two outside wide receivers with the talent of Thielen and Diggs. That's very true. Not to lead this too much into discussion about Stephon Diggs because like these two guys are going to be separate, and we do all have Diggs ahead of Thielen. Yes. But um, I do think Thielen think solid wide have, receiver too. I think I actually have Diggs 14, Thielen 13. You do? Yeah. Um, I like Thielen a lot. I Obviously, in any PPR format, he gets a little bit of a bump. Yeah. Um, he's just a great reliable option uh you know just like any of those other banner slot receivers like jarvis landry uh any of those reception guys yeah golden tate perfect example i think he is in that category like immediately there should be not much doubt to that and when you guys do mention how kirk cousins spreads the ball around i think that will lead to him having a little bit more uh red zone prowess because i just don't see why he can't get open right he's a reliable catcher he doesn't he's very seldom drops the ball yeah um so I'm into it. I like him a little bit better than Diggs just for the possession play because Diggs, while he's deep threat, he can do all these things. I think um, over the long term, I don't think Diggs is going to explode to the point that he will surpass him. But it's like dealer's choice with these guys for yeah. me. For yeah, sure. it's, it, it is it is. Neck neck. Never, you guys actually sold me on, on Thielen a little more. I'll probably bump him up a little bit. Right. I'll never cool. be like, you idiot. You took <laughs> this one over that one. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. a coin flip. Yeah, um, That's I, I chickened out, put him back to back. We've been a little volatile on pretty much every receiver. Like one of us has had him a lot higher than everybody else. Scott, you have Demarius Thomas 14 and Tom, you and I both have him at 15 and that leaves him as our number 15 wide receiver. We love this guy. Yeah. I mean, he is he has just been a stud ever since he walked into, you know, that the Tebow situation. He was still giving you wide receiver two value. Peyton Manning comes in. He's a wide receiver one basically every single year that Peyton was in Denver. Close to he's still the giving wide you wide one. Yeah. He's still giving you wide receiver two value. He was the wide receiver one. He was. With okay. Peyton. Yeah, Perfect. he had one glory season. So He had like 1,500 yards. And like 18 <laughs> yeah. touchdowns, it <laughs> yeah. felt like. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't think he's, he's going to come back Keenum. to that. But, no. I mean, Case Keenum, like we've been saying, you know, he, he trusts these receivers. And he's shown that. And... One of the best contested catch rates, like we were just talking about with Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen, one of the reasons that they both had a very good contested catch rate last year, yeah. a lot of opportunity, and a good contested ball being thrown by Mr. Keenum. Now he moves to DT, who was also in the top five in that category last season. With the, the quarterback play that he had last year, he was still able to turn that in. Yeah. And yes, he had a down year, but I don't think it's anything that you can get too upset about, especially with Keenum coming in. You know, He's yeah. going to be able to give him 
the chances, and that's all DT has ever needed. Tom, you're the biggest one out of all of us on Emmanuel Sanders, and I think an Emmanuel Sanders bounce back year actually helps DT's prospects as well because if they have to pay more attention to Emmanuel, that's less attention that they can pay to Demarius Thomas as well. Yeah, I think people are going to remember real quick how dangerous of a tandem this is. Oh, yeah. And uh, let me pull you guys real quick. What do you think is a good number of targets for you know a wide receiver 15? What do you think wide receiver 15 should be getting target-wise? Over 100. Yeah, I would say probably close to like eight a game. Uh, what's what's so, that? <laughs> thank you for that. No, uh, one, no, I <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go 120. I'll say 125. All right. Well, he hasn't dipped below 140. Oh, yeah. Ever. Oh yeah. My yeah. God. So it, when we talk about the other possession guys, like Golden Tate. This is a target monster. We forget about this guy because he's built differently. Yes. You know, so he just, his his sort of. Uh, Eight targets a game is 128 targets. So, hey. Not bad. Pretty you, good, Scott. I think you win that one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this guy's getting 140 targets. He's built like, you know, he's more built Attack. like Josh Gordon and Alshon. Yeah. But he moves like these other guys. Yeah. So, um, he hasn't. He's really dipped off in the in the touchdown department yes. since the departure of Peyton Manning. Shocker. But I feel like I mean he's Weird. obviously proven that he can do that. It's sort time of thing. for a bounce back, and this is where you can kind of bake that in. He's been scoring in like the five touchdown range. Yep. I don't see how he doesn't pass that yeah. with um, Case Keenum. Right. So. I'm excited for the prospects of both of these guys, of course. I think 15 is fine for him. Yeah, like, yeah I think it's a great rank. I think it's yeah. a great rank for him, and it, I think that's really like almost like a floor rank. Yeah. Like he yeah. can only go up from there because of, like you said, how strong his targets have been over the past couple of years and whatnot. He's just yeah. locked in, and he's a stud. I love stealing him as a second wide receiver. Right, and even this year, he's getting drafted in the range where you might be able to flex him, which yeah. is just something special. It's awesome. Uh, Stephon Diggs is our number 14 wide out. Scott, you had him 16. Tom, like you, like you mentioned, you had him 14. I had him 13. He ends up at number 14 for us. Listen, that catch in that Saints game in the playoffs <laughs> is 100% baked into my ranking. The there. celebration just it just sticks out the in your mind when you're thinking about the receivers. To come up that big in a moment that great and to just create such a signature moment for your career that early, I just think this is a dude who – truly believes that he is one of the best receivers in the NFL. He's willing to put the work in for it. He's now got a quarterback who may be even able to unlock his skills even more than what he's played with in the past. He's still a very young guy. I think Stephon Diggs may I think this might really be the year where Stephon Diggs establishes himself perhaps as a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL. I bet that you could measure like if like his performance is better now having had that moment. Yeah. Like I yes. think in his psyche and everything, it will everything be a measurable effect yeah. that he is actually better. So I don't even think it's weird to bake that in, in a, in a weird way. Like I always say, like if you put a Golden State Warriors jersey on somebody, I bet they could shoot threes better. Swaggy right. P. Like I swear. Like I don't see – I bet that's measurable, statistically yeah. measurable. Mm -hmm. And what do we deal with? Statistics here. And I'm going to bet that that is going to make him a better wide receiver. I really like that guy. Of course I like Adam Thielen. Same thing as – same speech as before. I'll never criticize you for taking the other one over yeah, the other. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing with Thielen, too. They're both going to get opportunity. I like Diggs more for his big playability, for the fact that they 
kind of give him more of those jump balls and they give him that first look in the red zone even before Rudolph, which I think that's where Thielen's going to run into trouble is with Kyle Rudolph and, and Cousins' strong link to the tight end throughout his yeah. entire career. But we'll see how that goes. We're talking about Diggs right now. And I just really like Diggs' ability to just go up and get the ball, yeah. which he showed in that big play. But he also showed in the first week of the season with Sam Bradford when he caught two touchdowns on Marshawn Lattimore. Awesome. Welcome to the league, Rook. Yeah. Awesome. Dude, Stefan Diggs is a ball. Yeah. Well, Marshawn Lattimore said never again. Yeah, he learned quick. Well, it wasn't Marshawn Lattimore <laughs> who gave up the touchdown. Anyone. <laughs> um, number 13. We talk about ballers. We talk about legends. Ballers only zone. Larry Legend's got to get in. Larry Fitzgerald. Tom shouldn't be allowed to speak Our number 13 wide receiver. I can't believe where you have him ranked. He's got him in the wide receiver two range. I can't believe it. Scott, we had him in our wide can't receiver one it. radar. Uh, you had him 11th. I have him 12th. I mean, Tom's like, got him 19. And honestly, That's not that bad. I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what, though. If the Cardinals didn't go out and get Sam Bradford, I probably would have had him closer to Tom's range. I don't like Sam Bradford, though. I think, I, but he can't do deep balls, so he he's going to be loving Larry Fitzgerald. He can't do. <laughs> he can't play. He, yeah. he can't okay. do football. He can't do. He, he can't, won't teach he, me to football. He won't be out there. He'll get the he'll get year. enough weeks in, I think, that Rosen can get comfortable <laughs> to where he can then come in and just pepper Larry. What about Giraffe Neck Glennon? We don't Whoever, like him at all. dude. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't put throw David Johnson. His wrist is probably better. He could throw it to Larry. It better be this at is this Larry point. Legend we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What 19. Am, 19 is fine <laughs> for him. And it's well above his ADP. Actually, maybe not. It might not. His ADP's know. been getting some respect this yeah, year. Yeah, he's Finally. getting respected for the first year, maybe ever. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He's crazy. I don't know. 19, I feel comfortable with. doing it with, with. like, Blaine Gabbert last year, yeah. wasn't I, he? I feel, comfortable with, I feel comfortable with 19. I, I That's fine. I think yeah. it, I know. It's not, it's not really that ridiculous. But, you know, I just, you know, I've baked in everything about Larry Fitzgerald and the fact that it seems like every year might be his last season until he proves to himself that he's like, wow, I'm still really, really yeah. good. So I'm just hoping he has another year like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also because like. The WR3 guy, last year. Trace. Three. Two With guys. Blaine Gabbard as his quarterback. <laughs> Tony B. DeAndre I, I Hopkins. Can, I could stand to Larry put Legend. him above Alshon and Josh Gordon. Thank you. And that, where does that take him then? 17. 17, 16. <laughs> yeah. All right. Either way. I mean, he's going to be on people's radars. Well, so you've got him you know? above Diggs and Thielen? Yep. Oh, yeah. I that, do, too. I think that tandem, for me, pushes him farther back. Yeah. Because I couldn't, to me, I couldn't justify putting him above either of them. Yeah. That's oh, fair. You know, just be wrong again, Tom. It's fair. <laughs> uh, hopefully, we are not wrong I'm, on number 12. My ranking's also by far the most ridiculous out of all <laughs> Out of any position any of us did. Um, T.Y. Hilton's our number 12 wide receiver. Uh, Scott, you had him 10. Tom, you had him 12. I had him 13. Um, this is a guy who is going to be under the radar. He's probably going to be drafted as a wide receiver two, potentially a wide receiver three on zero RB teams. And he could pop the hell off because Andrew WR1. Luck is throwing footballs. And if he's throwing footballs, footballs at any capacity at which he used to throw footballs to T.Y. Hilton, this is a WR1, Sheesh. boys. That's his guy, first of all. And they didn't do much to bolster their receiving core. They add Eric Ebron, which, you know, we just they even They thinned it out, really, which, with yeah, losing Moncrief. They lose Moncrief. Uh, maybe. Is Kamar Aiken still on their roster? Probably. He might. I think they signed Grant. Is that where Chris Ivory went? Ryan Grant. 
<laughs> the running joke. I went back and re-listened to some episodes. The running joke is that Don has no idea where Chris Adler is. And truthfully, I don't. So, I still don't. That's that's one hundred percent true. Yeah, uh, Ryan Grant did sign there. I'm um, almost one hundred percent. Yes, like, the, he passed whatever, his physical right? there after the Raiders failed him when they found out. That but Michael that's the Crabtree sort of thing. It's like cut. if he's getting into the Moncrief role, it doesn't excite me that much unless Andrew Luck is out there world beating. Uh, he's QB six though, so yeah. <laughs> in my book, hey. uh, I think people around him will have value. Um, but if we're going to talk about T.Y. Hilton, huge play potential, led the NFL in receiving yards just a few short years ago. Mm-hmm. This guy is unceremoniously one of the best receivers in the NFL. Yes, he is. He is not like preached. You know, he's yeah, not like publicized at all for how good he, he is. Actually one of is. the most celebrated wide receivers on run up the scores history though i knew you were going every there. single week it was either he was a plum pick or a shut it down or right. a loser of the week or a, or whatever and i'll tell you what if andrew luck is the quarterback no one's going to be shutting him down this year no no never not one week because with with him he stands a chance to just go absolutely wild he even did it with percent a couple times last season so if andrew luck is playing that that's what baked into my ranking he's a top 10 receiver easily yep uh for the first time, one of us is going to be talking about a receiver that they have ranked in their top 10. It's Tyree Kill. Tom, uh, Scott, you have him 15th. Tom, you have him 11th. I have him 6th. Let's hear it. Which is right where he Let's was last year. And this is still a dude who is still branching out at into Cheetah. a wide receiver. At Cheetah. Right? <laughs> he runs like it. Right? Oh, yeah. He is there. Like, the Chiefs are very inventive. They want him with the ball in his hands. They got Sammy Watkins to hopefully keep some... Um, safety help away from Tyree Kill to kind of let him operate where he can. He turned into a guy who they could go to for, you know, those seven, eight-yard slant routes. He turned into a guy who could give you those crossing routes across the middle. Yep. And we know he's got the speed to turn Corner those 10-yard routes. I mean, he was doing everything. They took him off punt returns just so he could focus more on, on route running. Yep. And they never really gave him more carries last year because of Kareem Hunt. Right, and I think that they get they may want to get back to that this year because Kareem Hunt can't do all of it, and Spencer Ware, God bless him, because he really got me through some tough times in fantasy seasons <laughs> yes. past. So I would rather have Tyree Kill out there. I think the Chiefs and Andy Reid know what they have in this guy. He's one of the most unique talents in the NFL, and I still, I really do still think he's coming into his own as an NFL level wide receiver Agreed. and realizing how skilled he actually is. He was a league winning pick. He was. Last year, uh, he was going in like the fifth, sixth round. Yeah. And, you know, was unbelievable. Look where he finished. Yeah. I, I love this guy. I have him at 11. I think that's that's a beautiful marking for him. Don, I love the uh, the panache once yes. again. Word yeah. of the week. Yeah. I was I was a little cool on, on him because, you know, I'm not too excited about Mahomes. I'm not as ex- excited about Mahomes as everybody else is. So that kind of moved him down a little bit for me. But if he's got the big time arm, you know, which everyone says he does. Just throw it up there and let the man let Cheetah run under it. And yeah. what we did for a couple receivers on the last episode, we gave him an, uh, an additional touchdown that w- we knew that they deserved. Yeah, he had one. Oh, he did. Oh, yeah, big time. He got both feet in. It was an uh, amazing catch. I remember, I remember this. Yeah, and uh, comp- uh, unceremoniously is the word of the week with that one. Yeah, <laughs> they did not even look at it. Again. No, they didn't it even was review money. it. I think it was against the Jets. Actually, and I think it was in the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, maybe. Give me those points. That hurts my heart. Another you know great, another great touchdown memory last year from Tyree Kill. I, I think they were playing the Cowboys. Oh, the yeah. And uh, everyone the pushed Mary. back. Yeah. Oh my god. Everyone pushes play. back to the goal line. That's my favorite play. And of they the just year, throw him maybe. a screen, and he's got like forty yards to just snake around, and he makes it look 
easy. Yeah. Like there was nobody else even out there. If the was, Chiefs could somehow recreate that play. At the end of every first <laughs> half this year. I was sending that play to people who don't even care about football and they were like, how'd that happen? Yeah. You know, so that was such a cool play. I'm it was glad so you brought awesome. That up. Yeah. Uh, makes that was smile. my now number every two time play I, of the Every year. time I think of him, that, that's really what yeah. I think of that, that play. That play and the Diggs play. And I like yeah. how he throws up a peace sign when he's gone. Oh, so yeah. cool. So he cool. Rules. Number 10. Uh, I have him at 10. Scott and Tom, you have him at 9. A.J. Green. I mean, he's been so steady, and he probably had a bit of a down year last year, fought through some injuries, fought through Andy Dalton's ineptitudes, fought through, you know. The team. Yeah, th- that team. Bad, that was a doomed bad year. start to the year. And so we think A.J. Green, he will be a bounce back. A.J. Green's going to be cheaper this year than he's been in a very, very long time. A.J. Green's Maybe since his rookie stud. year. Good. And, and he's still a, a stud. We got him as our wide receiver, too, in our first mock draft episode, by the way. Yeah, right. Odell and A.J. Green. Yeah. Not, Not too bad. shabby. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, I've loved A.J. Green ever since he came out of college, and he's been rock solid the whole time. One thing you can always count on is he will light the Browns on fire. <laughs> he plays in a great division for wide receivers. He does. Obviously. You see Antonio Brown beat these teams up. Yep. You see A.J. Green beat these teams up. Um, oh, he loves beating the Ravens, too. Yeah, I mean, these it's a, and they get to play those teams twice a year. Obviously, that's right. why we mention it, um, not just for division rivalry or anything like that. But those games do seem to get a little extra heated as well. No doubt. And uh, the score starts to uh, run up, so they say, in those ones. A.J. Green will be doing plenty of that this year. Uh, he's a big chunker. He gets, you know, big, deep possession balls. Oh, he's yeah. a reliable guy. He's vertical. He's this, that, and the other thing. There's no complaints with AJ Green. And if any of us had him outside wide receiver one range, we'd be chastised. We would be, uh, yeah. we would be yelling at each other. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. But really, I think this one's uh, harmonious. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nice, easy one for us. Nice layup as we get into the to the more interesting one for the top ten. Yes. Uh, let's go to number nine then. Keenan Allen. Tom, you have him six. I have him seven. Scott has him twelve, which was interesting because out of the three of us, Scott, you were the guy who reaped Keenan Allen Allen's renaissance year. The most, yeah. And you I, benefited. He benefited loves the Chargers from it the most. And I love the Chargers, and I really like the Chargers this year too. But the Why reason do you hate I Keenan like Allen? the Chargers so much, <laughs> it doesn't have much to do with Keenan Allen. I think Keenan Allen's great, but Mike Williams, yeah, sure you do. Tyrell Williams. There's a lot of there's Hunter a lot of guys around. You know, there's a lot of Williams around. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of Williams. <laughs> too many. And Melvin Gordon still out of the backfield catching passes. Obviously, I I don't think his target share is going to be as high as it was last year, just because it was like insane and it was kind of necessity based once he got it though things once they were good you're right you're right and the chargers looked amazing (laughs) but i mean i just you know i guess i'm just higher on other guys i don't know i like keenan allen but i thought 12 was a good rank I mean, it's it's totally him. fine. I'm, but I'm super I'm, pumped. Uh, I'm super pumped for this guy. Yeah. PPR, obviously, he's uh, he's a great possession guy. He gets a lot of the short stuff, and there's just so many passes to be had in that offense that I think if I had to pick offenses where three receivers could be a problem, this isn't it because of how many attempts there are in the yeah, offense, right? And how and who they're coming from. Like, it's not like Joe Flacco's attempting, you know, 450 passes. Like, it's. Philip Rivers. Yeah, and he's a bit of a, a Super Bowl uh, away from a Hall of Fame bid. And man. he's a bit of a maverick. He he tries oh, yeah. to force it in there. He he does he does some crazy stuff. And Keenan Allen, he's going to be the guy that he f- forces it to. Yeah. So when he gets you know just fed, we put the bib on Keenan Allen, and the offense moves better. Yep. Why stop? So my 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 love for him stemmed from him scoring much more this year. 
Obviously, he had those right. world beater games. I don't expect. What that was it? Every four weeks week. in a row, he had ten catches, a hundred yards, and a touchdown. Something like that. He was that. going wild. Nuts, Don. He was just going absolutely nuts. You can't have that forever, of course, but you can have those memories forever. <laughs> I traded for him in two leagues. One right week before, before that. that happened. Oh, man. And it was a glorious run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the fact that he's scoring touchdowns now, in the past, it was like more of a he's a full point PPR play. Right. And that's his thing. Right. Uh, Safe floor type of guy. I don't think that anymore. I think no. he's in a, he's in an up, another echelon. And right. He's moved up. Absolutely. He's one of those tutter guys now, huh? He, he can do it all. He's a tutter. Right. I think he's a can do it all. He's a tutter. Yeah. I agree with you. Mike well, Evans, number eight. Scott, you've got him six. Tom, you've got him ten. I have him nine. Uh, so, Scott, since you're the highest, we'll start with you. Sure. Love Mike Evans. And they mega paid <laughs> I love him. him, too, by the way. And they mega paid him. So, I think that he'll be nice and relaxed going into committed. this season. I think there's no way that Jameis Winston has as bad of a season as he had last year. He, I think he'll play all season, obviously. We hope that he plays all season. And if you... I was reading up on the Bucks and how much they actually threw the ball last year and how much like their stats accumulated. If you combine Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick, they were like a top five in passing yards and you know in like the top ten in passing touchdowns. So there's obviously so much opportunity in this offense, and we know where it's going. It's going to Mike Evans. He's a complete stud, and like you said, if you're looking for a can-do-it-all receiver, it's Mike Evans. Yeah, he's going to come back to at least better than where he was last year. It's a no-brainer to say that his fantasy prospects will improve right? compared to they, how they were last year. Um, and I think that that means that you're going to get a value on this guy in a lot of, t- in a lot of situations. So I think people are going to have a bad taste in their mouth. You know, I have him at 10. I have a relatively bad taste in my mouth. But I think it's starting to be that I'm fed up with that organization. Just the like, Bucks in general. They're just like kind they're of... They're bad. They're just very bad and they're always seemingly very bad and there's they're not doing anything about it no unceremoniously no. bad they're keeping around the bad <laughs> for the like, fourth time yeah. this episode but like there's no there's no one is ringing the alarm like people no. should be you know yeah fire breaking someone the, breaking the emergency glass and taking out the little axe and you know <laughs> chopping heads yeah. over there let the heads roll well, i was gonna say the I foundation think, but well the, you i know. mean let heads roll like you know they can yeah, yeah. fire people right not necessarily guillotining them but i think they need a, a makeover and i think a mainstay is mike evans i'm glad they paid him but they need to change some other supporting cast yeah all right i, I would agree with you there but hopefully they keep losing so they keep throwing to <laughs> yeah. him speaking of supporting cast doug baldwin lost basically all of his and that's why we think he's gonna have a huge year scott you had him five five which and i'm not never, scared of it at all yeah not at all he's, I, I mean let's hear it he's been a wr1 basically the past what three seasons Something like that, yeah. yeah. I mean, last the past couple of years, he's approached 10 touchdowns. He's approached over, you know, close to 100 catches and over 1,000 yards each of those seasons with Jimmy Graham and Paul Richardson there, combining to take what what they probably combined for what, at least 200 targets, we can say. Definitely a, a lot over of touchdowns. Over 20 touchdowns. And over 20 touchdowns just last season. So, Doug Baldwin, if, if we were, if there was another receiver in the NFL, that was coming off what he's done in the past three seasons and losing this much in his offense, we would be going absolutely crazy for him. Absolutely. And I think the, the reaction to him is very subdued right now. I think you're getting him. Oh my <laughs> I think you're getting you him get two more at the biggest the steal. You're getting him at an insane steal. 
This is the first time ever that the Seahawks might be playing in games where they really need to throw themselves back into it. You know, they've been out on the front foot for so many years. Oh, yeah. And this year, there might actually be some game scripts where it's it's throw from the first quarter on. And with nobody else to throw to, Doug Baldwin is going to go crazy. I crazy. believe his highest PPR finish was wide receiver seven. But with that, he had, you know, other options. There was other things to focus on for Russell Wilson and obviously he is the prime target regardless right so I agree with you that this is a year where a certain uptick could easily take place and I actually wanted to get him way up there too I ranked him at eight I believe uh yeah Tom you had him at eight yeah I have an eight which you know is so I actually bogged him down a little bit just a little yeah but I mean I think we're all in agreement that this is a we're in we're in line for a big Doug Baldwin year. Right. It's just how successful How big will is this... a big Doug Baldwin year? It's what we have to figure out. I think this is the ceiling test, really. So This is going to be the ceiling test. He's been capped by the just being a slot receiver, but he's he's so much more than that in that team. Like, and it yeah. works to his benefit though. Like that's what that's what yeah. I think the 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 novice might not understand, right? They'll be like, "Oh, well, then Baldwin will just get covered like crazy now that those guys aren't there. No. Yeah, but they move him around all over the field. They move him into the slot. They play him on the outside. You know, and you he don't can want separate. your star cornerback essentially playing outside linebacker. You don't and want just him. chasing him around exactly. all game. He's gonna be, you know, he's gonna be exhausted. Doug Baldwin put, puts in the work out there. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see the mile tracker on him. You know, he he's out there, he's out there hustling. Yeah, he's a he's a consummate professional, and he he usually throws one too. Yeah, and usually to Russell Wilson. Yeah, hopefully he gets that this year too. Number six, Michael Thomas, a huge second year after a huge rookie year. I think he's in for an even bigger year. I'm the highest on him out of all of us. I have him five. Scott and Tom, you guys buried him at number seven. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all love this guy. He's yeah. a young stud with Drew Brees. There's not a lot of advanced statistics that we need to prove it. He's no. just a really good football player in a really good situation. Great receiver with a great quarterback on a great team. This, he is, this is what you're looking for. He reminds me of uh, Demarius Thomas with Peyton Manning. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. He gets a ton of targets. Yep. This is a PPR monster. Yes. Who's just built bigger. Yep. They, I think they're the comp, really, where yeah. I was looking for it before. Yeah. They're, they're closer uh, to each other. DT and MT. <laughs> Both yeah. Thomas, too. Wow, of course. <laughs> I would love to have them on the same team as Oh, well. yeah, that'd be awesome. It's, it's pretty possible with DT's Very value. possible. And yeah. my name being Thomas, that's that's quite the squad. Yeah. Scott's middle name. Yep, that's Thomas. right. Anyway, uh, I mean, we can go on and on. There's a million ways to compliment this guy. And, I, you know, I, in my Dynasty startup draft, I had a blanket offer. I will trade my second-round pick for Michael Thomas and, you know, Future assets, whatever. Right. If anyone wants to accept it at any time during the draft, just know <laughs> that I will accept because I was the 101. So I, there's no way right. that he was making it back. Right. But I was like, if you want to trade, if you want to trade down, I will take him. Yeah. At a moment's notice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I don't blame you. And he's going to be, I think he's going to be worth it this year. I think he's going to have an even higher touchdown number this year. He had a kind of a lull. Where you know the running backs took over, right? Yes. Ingram's out. He's their he goal line still running went back. Nuts though. When the they were running, way. yeah, he did yeah. unceremoniously. Though. <laughs> People do not really uh, throw the respect on Michael Thomas's no. name that he may deserve. We're at number five, and you have one unceremoniously <laughs> left. <laughs> well, these guys—it's a are, hard cap. These guys are pretty ceremonious. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're getting into the ceremonious guys for sure. Number five, <laughs> Julio Hon- J- Jones. Julio Jones. Julio Jones. No. <laughs> Julio Jones 
Never he heard plays of him. for the Falcons. If you told Matt Ryan that last year, he wouldn't have believed you because he somehow only had three touchdowns. But, I mean, this is a dude who, even when he has these years, when he has a, a low touchdown number, he makes up for still it in yardage. 1,400 total yeah. yards, basically. Like, like, Julio Jones was, I believe, still a wide receiver one last year. He was. He but finished you hated seven. It. You hated it so much it was, because he did It was tough score because touchdowns. you were expecting, you know, obviously you were expecting, like you said, you were expecting the touchdowns. And that's why I think I have him ranked a little lower than you guys. It's just because his touchdown potential, as crazy as it is, really is capped. And I think that if you're not saying that it is now then you're just like not accounting for the past and what has happened in the past couple of years the dude doesn't score that many touchdowns and that it doesn't mean really for a lack of targets this year no he had 19 red zone targets which was good enough for at least top 10 he tied with let me surprise you here danny woodhead DeAndre Hopkins. Not bad, huh? And guess which one of them scored more touchdowns? It's pretty much a no-brainer. So it's just (laughs) safe to say that Julio Jones is a guy who plays well from far away. He's almost more like T.Y. Hilton than he is most of these other guys because he scores from such a distance and um, he can do so many things and kill you on slants. He's T.Y. Hilton in Josh Gordon's body. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that that the potential is there for, for Julio to score a ton of touchdowns because He's just so big and so hope. physically dominant. But if we haven't seen it for this long, then it may I'm not going to rank him like it's like it's just going to happen. Yeah. The days of him going three, four overall are behind us. Yes. And if, you know, if you're in a league with an Atlanta fan or something like that, just let him do it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> just let him do it. And that's where you get Saquon Barkley at oh, seven, yeah. eight, nine. Yep. That's the dream. The dream. Devontae Adams, number four. We're higher on him than really any site has, but if you took Deon, if you took Devontae Adams' stat lines from the last two seasons, just said that not Devontae Adams had it, just said just said Jordy Nelson had it, yeah, or just say a Packers wide receiver had it, everybody would say, oh, that's probably Jordy's numbers. Nope, wrong. Devontae Adams, he's been the number one receiver for the Packers for the last two years, and now Jordy's gone. I think this is because the Packers are like. We trust what Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams have developed. We think it's going to continue to develop. Oh, yeah. And we think he is going to be a bona fide stud number one receiver. And, hey, Aaron Rodgers, number one wide receiver, you're going to be a wide receiver one, kid. 100 catches, 1,000 yards, 10 touchdowns. Catch your breath. <laughs> we about, about to I, I don't understand it. I don't understand. I see all these. I'll see all these consensus rankings, and I don't get how he is not ranked as a top five receiver on these on these sites on across you know these experts whatever. This guy is is locked in. If if there was another team that just had a guy who had two back to back ten touchdown se- seasons, right, and then Rodgers went to that team, he'd be a first round pick. Yeah. He'd be a second round pick. You know what I mean? Like just because his name isn't AJ Green doesn't mean he's not going to have the season that AJ Green's going to have. You know what I mean? You it's know, like he's I'd an amazing have, receiver with an amazing quarterback. Yeah, I'd rather have him than AJ Green every day of the week. Oh yeah, and he's tweeting about. 20 only, tutters. Yeah, only two players in the NFL or two wideouts in NFL history have had 20 touchdown seasons. Thinking face emoji. <laughs> oh, I wasn't even going to go thinking that about tweet. it too. He's great. He's a, he's worth a Twitter. It's follow. funny how people sleep differently. I sleep on my side and y'all just sleep on me. <laughs> Not us. Not <laughs> Not the us. Russ boys, Devonte. We love you, kid. Yeah. Keep I balling. Mean, and he's a young guy as well. They they're going to have they're going to have a long friendship him and Aaron Rodgers he'll be there to the bitter end of Aaron Rodgers and I think and he'll I, make the best out of the bitter end well of here's Aaron the Rogers. thing we saw him succeed without him yeah he was he was great last year 
So yeah. imagine it's great with Hundley. Yeah. So with Aaron Rodgers, we don't really have to imagine it, but it's fun to anyway because we've seen it. Yeah. I've seen uh, Aaron Rodgers target him, and you know, the play gets broken up or whatever. They go back into the huddle, and they literally have said this. Devontae Adams again. goes up to him and says, "Hey, let's try that again." They do it again. Touchdown. Yeah. That was the uh, the Cowboys game. Yeah, it may have been when, I don't they, when they hit the game winner. Well, yep. you know, they throw so many touchdowns to each other, and you know, between them, Don, that I just kind of just keep blurs together. Straight. You're yeah. right. It's just one great experience. I think he's like a fit, like 15 touchdowns is not unrealistic whatsoever for him. What about for Odell Beckham? Also, because he's our number three. That is completely not unrealistic for him either. Um, unceremoniously, that's it. We're done. <laughs> Last time. The amount of touchdowns that Odell Beckham scores is <laughs> Can I try to guess? Real. Yeah. Please. I think it was like twelve his rookie year, fourteen his sophomore year, and then I think he had like six or seven before he got hurt last year. So twelve, thirteen, ten, and had three last year. Damn it. Yeah, he didn't get enough. Games I forgot he year. played four years. Never been under ten touchdowns. Yeah. What more do you want? That's insane. He's our number three wide receiver. He's my number two. I have no problems with him. The offense is only going to open up. Take him him. over DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I would. Spoilers. Sorry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) They know who it's down to. The offense opens up to him so much more. He has a great rapport with Eli Manning. I want to bring this up just because it's kind of funny. You Uh, love talking about Eli this year too. I know. (laughs) Jarvis Landry. That's canon. Has not spoke to Ryan Tannehill. Since they left. Wow. Ryan Danhill didn't even text him, didn't say like, <laughs> oh, you know, it was fun. Yeah. Odell and Eli would cry if they were separated. <laughs> they would hug for and we know three hours. A crier. They would hug for hours on end. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. They were like, Odell didn't play and they booked that whole uh, the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl ad commercial, together yeah. with yeah. dancing. I mean... I mean, what I'm saying is they have... Jarvis Landry and Ryan Tannehill weren't pegged for that commercial. Those first three years where he goes 10 plus touchdowns was not... You know, just like something small. Oh, it was of course not. more than the start of a beautiful friendship. Yes. It's like a legendary connection. There's it's hard it's impossible to combat that. He is he came into the league, immediately lit the world on fire. Every single time he's in your lineup, he can win you the week. Yep. And even on the weeks that he doesn't win you the week, he never loses you the week. No. no. Never. So I'm Totally fine with him as yeah. number two. I okay. love the guy. I think the Giants are in for a way better year, and I think Odell Beckham has a lot to do with it. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about him anyway, even though I spoiled it. Number two, DeAndre Hopkins. Anybody? Spoilers. Yeah, um, I'll go. I love Deshaun Watson, <laughs> you know, and I think that that's the reason why he's going to keep that rank as high as it was last year. You know, we're not going to fade him like he kind of faded out two years ago. Um, he was just so good last year. He was. And it didn't matter who was throwing to him. He was able to get separation and just score and do everything, hit big plays, hit that back, you know, that back shoulder throw that he has just become unstoppable. The toe at. tap catches. I think that that little back shoulder toe tap kind of throw is what Deshaun Watson knows he's going to have in his back pocket every single drive, whenever every single play, whenever he wants, he could take that drop and just hit him. And and that's going to keep Hopkins' PPR floor insanely high. And then they're going to get in the red zone, and he's going to man somebody on some jump ball, and then he's going to have another 20, 25-point week. He's going to cruise to another WR1 season. 2013, two touchdowns. 2014, six touchdowns. 2015, 
11 touchdowns. 2016, four touchdowns. 2017, 13 touchdowns. That has informed my decision of putting Odell Beckham above him, the consistency that I've come to expect from him, and we've just seen. There's never been the dip that DeAndre Hopkins has had. Well, some would say that's DeAndre Hopkins. Some would say that's TJ Yates. That's um, <laughs> Brock Osweiler. Brock well, Osweiler. Even in the year, that, I mean, Eli's played all sixteen games. Every single every single game Odell's played. Not well, last year. Is how can I? <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. You got it. You're almost though informing my decision though, right? So like Hopkins quarterback is oft injured, has torn right. both ACLs. Right. Eli best ability is availability never misses a game no doubt iron man back there true iron man with a funny face on until gino came into town yeah well hey that's that's discussion for another day (laughs) um but for me that's just uh that's the tipping point um i know that you i I don't doubt deandre hopkins i got him at three yeah uh he's my number one in dynasty Mm -hmm. for that reason the quarterback is just gonna have if all goes according to plan he's got a better partner for longer yeah no doubt. All right. Number one, unanimous number one wide receiver for both years of the Run Up the Score podcast existence. Ted Ginn Jr. <laughs> I was going to say Martavis Bryant. Uh, Antonio Brown. I mean, I mistakenly made the bold prediction that he was going to finish outside the top five last year. Well, it was you a bold prediction. It was for clickbait. Well, yeah, but really. I mean, but I, I, like, I kind of had like, that was the one where I was like, I think this could really happen. <laughs> Um, it didn't. He was a baller. <laughs> it didn't even come the close. The helmet catch, the three-touchdown game against Tennessee, the big games over and over and over and over again. The dude is fantastic. He's a great entertainer. He's an even better football player. He's still, he still has Ben. He's still got Le'Veon Bell in the backfield, so you can't key in on both of those guys. They are in. They're both in for huge, huge years again, and I'm I'm excited to see what Antonio Brown does to amaze us this year. He can do anything, and when you talk about PPR and reception totals with this guy, he's just an additional monster. Yeah, he's monstrous in every category. He's the number one wide receiver, undisputed across most rankings, across most websites, across most countries, and across most continents, and across and across most people with eyes. <laughs> yeah, and across the universe. <laughs> Beatles reference. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Mostly Beatles covers. Yeah, it, sure. it's tough to know to say much about Antonio Brown because he's he's been what the number one receiver for the past three years. And if he's not, it's always uh, some stipulation because he didn't play Week Seventeen, right? Or yeah, he got hurt. Yeah, he. You know, he's the number one. You don't have to look at the stat because you know. You just yeah. know he's a wide receiver so one, no doubt. He's a wide. He's a wide receiver one's wide receiver one. Yep. Yep. He's your favorite wide receiver's favorite wide receiver. <laughs> yes. Oh, he's God. the wide receiver your favorite it. wide receiver wishes they could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and he's, he kicked a punter in the face. And he did do that. <laughs> and he, he breaks all sorts of little uh, norms in the wide receiver community where you have to be this monster. Right. You have to be, you know, this this sprawling human where you can, you know, just reach up and grab a basketball rim. Speed kills, baby. He's, he's a technician. Yes. And you hear that word get thrown around. You hear more recruits be compared to him than – you know, this next guy or whatever. Right. And it, it, it also was informing even my decision last year of being on the Tyreek Hill hype train. Right. Because, you know, these guys who can get their bodies in the correct position, they're basically doing martial arts out there. And uh, Antonio Brown is third degree black belt. Oh, yeah. And the one great thing about Antonio Brown, he doesn't do anything unceremoniously. <laughs> nice. I would have laughed harder, but I had water <laughs> in my mouth. Um, 
So that's going to do it for our wide receiver rankings. Uh, Antonio Brown, number one. You spent two hours of your life waiting for us to say Antonio Brown's the best wide receiver. So and thank you for doing that. To the Steelers fans, I'm sure it felt good. Yes. Still feels good to hear your guy come out on top. Uh, we will be back next week. Tight ends, kickers, defense. It's a loaded episode. It's always a fun one because we're kind of getting to the I mean, end of it. It's fun, but is it loaded? <laughs> no. I think it's a loaded question. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I love I love tight ends. It's maybe one of my favorite positions in fantasy. Right. So let me say that. Yeah. But to rank them is just... <laughs> Tom it's a, hates the tight ends. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like the most interesting love-hate relationship in the fantasy football community. I... I love it. I think I yeah. I but consider myself a tight end guru, and it's <laughs> yeah. it's based out of hate. Yeah, it's based out of drafting tight ends and having to nuke your team. Yep. To the past I years. love trash. Well, no, I mean when I got nuked, I I changed. I became a new man, and I became the trash guy over <laughs> yeah. there that Don is. Let's save it because for the, I just uh, swim, tight end ranks. Huh? I swim down there. <laughs> yeah, and I All swim right. beautifully. Breaststroke, butterfly, yeah. backstroke, Phelps. So next week, oh, yeah. next week, Tom begins his swim through the mud <laughs> of the tight end position. We'll also give you our strategies going into this season for kickers and defenses. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the wide receiver rankings. Let us know what you think on Twitter. We're at RutzFF. Tom is at HillierFF. Scott is at WagsFF. I am at Why So Serious. We're also on Instagram, Straight Flex, and at Woo! RutzFF. And uh, we will, like we said, we'll see you guys next week. Rankings month comes to a close next week. It's like it hardly happened. Can we always say we're on Instagram straight flexing? It's gonna it's canon. It's <laughs> yeah. canon now. Yeah. Good. Cool. All right. And this is also canon. Keep scoring. Hey!